Hello everyone and welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Today is May 19th, 2016. Last week we talked about Tokyo Metropolitan Governor Matsuzoi's problem with receipts that he's been collecting over the last couple of years. We revisit this issue today because there's been a little bit of action over the last couple of days. Michael, you've been following this issue too. The newspapers have been on fire scandalizing the governor. Well, it's, he's doing a pretty good job by himself. Uh, he's had a series of press conferences over the weekend and during this week where he's tried to explain these revelations that are coming up one after the other. Now, the, the amounts that he's talking about are really small. Mm -hmm. I mean, in terms of East Asian corruption, this is really small potatoes in terms of a few thousand U.S. dollars here, a few thousand U.S. dollars there. But it's the the sense of impunity mm -hmm. with which he did these things, mostly using public funds to pay for private activities, including such things as going on vacation with his family and also buying art off, off the internet, and then charging it to these government accounts. Now, mm -hmm. the, 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 the deal with those accounts is that until now, people have been very, very concerned, or at least prosecutors have been very concerned, about how money flowing into these accounts gets there in terms of bribery. But how the politicians use them after they get the money, they haven't been so concerned about that. Masazoe's case is opening up this in a big way. Right, well the politicians have actually crafted the law so that there is a plenty of wiggle rooms just in case they might get caught at some point in the future. So the law is rather rather weak in some areas about it, you know how the use of funds and how they're spent for you know, some of the things that he's spending them on, he's got a little bit of wiggle room, but I think I changed my mind since last week about the improprieties that he has kind of been following in the use of the public funds. Well, I agree that, I agree with your point from last week that, well, you know, everybody does it. It still doesn't make it right in his case. He's got a lot of attention focused on him because he's the governor of Tokyo and right. Tokyo is going to be the site of the next Olympics. And we can talk about the Olympic scandal that has erupted over the same last seven-day period, which is, is, again, going to reflect on his ability to manage issues here in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Now, he, again, the, the amounts are really small. We're not talking a Malaysia-style uh, $1 billion disappearing or appearing, reappearing here kind of thing. It's a few thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, his ability to just do things, charge things to these accounts and, and do it without caring about it. it, it well, I, I was reminded of, for example, this, year, this last week, uh, Horiuchi Mitsuo, uh, a former member of the House of Representatives and a former faction leader, passed away. And I remember once having to do a write-up about him. And I found in, just in newspaper accounts that he and his family, they are the people who run the Fujikyu Railway, uh, company, had built a school on the beach in, in Izu. And this school had been open for 10 years and had never taken any students. But he and his family, extended family, would spend their summer vacations there. Mm -hmm. So it was a school, but it was really their summer vacation home, and it was done for tax and all kinds of other purposes. And everybody knew about this. And when he would be asked about it, well, we're, we're in the process of finding mm -hmm. students. The, the, and this went on for, for years and years. And it never led to any kind of court case. And in fact, it was not mentioned in any of his obits this last week. But I, I just remember thinking, 
gosh, in the United States where I grew up, this would be all over the sure. news. This sure. would be the end of his career. That kind of thing is really prevalent. And in the case of Masazoe, what's really interesting is that people are jumping on him for yeah. these things. Well, I can tell you why my mind changed. Because, you know, in Japan, there's uh, when you're running a company or when you're dealing with, with public funds, there's this this thing about koshikondo, don't mix public and private. And I think he is, uh, he's gone over that, that line and he has mixed the public and the private. And not only that, but in his press conferences, it looks like he's really um, avoiding any remorse, any apology. I mean, he apologizes and he says that, you know, I have a good reason for doing that, but it really looks like he's not really apologetic about being caught for these, these violations that for normal people, they say, look, you can't get away with that sort of thing. Again, it's not a criminal issue. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm going to return all the money. Right. So let's forget about it. It's that last bit. So let's forget right. about it. No, that's up to the public right. to decide and the, the press to decide, not for him. But he comes, you're right, he comes to these press conferences and it's just, it's a disaster in terms of PR. No, it's, it's, it's continued to snowball. I thought it was going to die last weekend and I it did just too. continued to go. And it's just gone on and... It's, it's just something that, again, shows that he, for example, as, is an individual. He, he, he works in a bubble. Other politicians, other governors told him, you can't do mm -hmm. this. This is not going to work for you. Right. And he just tried to bull his way through it, and he's still doing so. Mm -hmm. he, I mean, he, he went about his business. He went to Fukushima Prefecture on Wednesday, uh, promoted the tomatoes there because showing that they're not contaminated with radiation uh, they're, and in making all kinds of promises about how the These are yummy. Yes, they are. Tokyo is going to help Fukushima recover, etc. Okay, maybe... But everyone wants to know about the funds. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to know about these perks that you've given yourself on your own you know, that, are, that are not really yours. Right. And it's this idea that you can just use public money any way you want to is something that until now has been not kept under the, the rug, but now it's coming out. Right. Well, it bears mentioning once again, he is the governor of Tokyo. He's not the mayor. He's the governor of a prefecture that consists of several wards, 28 wards. How many 23 wards? Ward. The 23 wards. wards, then all the cities, and then all of the various villages in, and all of the islands going to the south, all the way down to the Ogasawaras. It's a huge, immense physical space, and it's a huge population. It's, it's 13 million people. Right. He, it's as if he, he's the equivalent of the president of a country. And he is therefore, he's got a lot of focus on him. Mm -hmm. All of the media companies are based in, in, in Tokyo. All the magazines, all of the, all the newspapers. You're not going to get away with things if at least one of those media companies doesn't like you. Right. And I think that more than one doesn't mm -hmm. like them because he's, he's a very arrogant fellow. Well, I mean, he's liked, he's disliked. I mean, he comes from an incredible political heritage. You know, he's married well. Yeah, he's married well, and, he, and he's, he, he lives well. He's also very cultured and international. English is not his second language. His second language is French, and he's taught at the Sorbonne. Is he not the most powerful individual political figure in Japan? Well, Would you say that? Directly, the most powerful directly elected one, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that demands a higher standard of behavior. Right. And he just, he hasn't... St picked it up his game, that's all. The Tokyo Metropolitan Governor Matsuzoi perhaps needs a better political consultant or maybe crisis manager. Please stay tuned, this is not finished yet.
Welcome back. As you know, the G7 summit will be held at Ise Shrine next week. There are a lot of political figures beginning to float into Tokyo. And on the agenda for President Barack Obama is a visit to the nuclear-bombed city of Hiroshima. It is the first time for a sitting president to visit that city. Michael, this is very big. This is an immense thing. That It's, it's a historic event. When Obama goes to Hiroshima, it will be basically closing the circle mm -hmm. on his political program as regards nuclear weapons, for which he was awarded an, uh, a premature, clearly, Nobel Peace Prize. Right. Uh, there, this will finally bring closure in the same way that the 70th anniversary of the war on the Japanese side just and the apology of just a few months ago uh, tried to bring closure. This will bring closure on what is one of the hardest things to think about. What did Hiroshima's destruction and Nagasaki's destruction by nuclear weapons mean? Mm -hmm. And what is the lesson that we draw out of it and what are we going to do about it? Right. Those are really hard questions. And the thing is, of course, it's become a political football for people who think they have simple answers. Right. Well, it's not his last brouhaha, but I mean, it is. he is ending the, his term too. He's, he's lame duck president now. He's got a couple of more months before the election comes, and he's out of office and either Hillary or Trump fill in. This is a, a big deal geopolitically for foreign policy uh, purposes, for the nuclear issue, and also for this nagging issue of an apology for what we did to you guys. Yeah, the, this question of apology has obsessed the American side. Mm -hmm. It's not such a big deal on the Japanese side, at least from my readings of various writers sure. about what is the meaning. For the most part, most people come with this idea that at last the Americans are coming. Mm -hmm. You know, It was something that needed to happen a long time ago, but in order to, to cement the relationship between the two countries, this act and its significance has to be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. Great. And he's coming. So uh, do we expect him to apologize? No. No. You know, we don't expect things that we're not going to get. Right. Well, I think also, as you mentioned, the, the Japanese population isn't really anticipating or expecting an apology. It's all bygone. Seventy years ago, that world and this world is very different. We're different people. We're integrated at, at so many levels. Well, that's Some people aren't. I had a Twitter war over this week uh, with uh, some right-wingers mm -hmm. who uh, wanted to get on my case because I, I, I actually used to live in Hiroshima um, way back, two decades ago. Uh, I lived there for three years and loved the city, Great loved city. everything about it, and, and been, haven't been back since then, but I, but I had a great time while I was there, and it was, was a deeply moving place to live. Ne nevertheless, uh, they thought that my view, which is that whatever you may think, the sacrifice of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, two nuclear weapons, is a net positive. It ended the war fast, uh, and it also prevented ever, well, up until now, World War III. Mm -hmm. uh, we've never had a great war between great powers since because of these horrific weapons. Uh, I got into an argument with right-wingers who said, yeah, you can't make excuses like that. You should say sorry. Um, the United States has done these terrible things. Mm -hmm. And one of them finally said, well, I guess that's the attitude of a people who can't stop making wars and killing people all over the world. And that was the end of that conversation. Okay. So there are Japanese who are not, mm -hmm. uh, uh, who do expect an apology and who are not happy that there's not going to be one. There are a couple of things that are coming up 
on the horizon within the next 10 or 15 days, Michael. We've got the, the visit of, of all of the leaders of the G7. We have perhaps an announcement on the consumption tax issue. Uh, related to that is the um, maybe a double election, which we're on again, off again. We've been talking about this endlessly for the last six months. Uh, it looks like there'll be some movement there. But for Americans looking at Japan, the Hiroshima visit is going to be above all of that. G7 summits happen all the time. Mm -hmm. And what happens in Japanese politics, who gives a hoot? Right. But the American president going to Hiroshima is a big deal. Okay, it's a big deal for the prime minister too, though. I mean, if he's going to close down the house and have a double election, if he's going to withhold the imp imposition of the consumption tax, he really needs to build up this crescendo so that it reaches a climax at the time that he holds either a, a single or a double election. His, his desire to be the, the main character in this program it's unfortunately, it's not going to happen. The main character is going to be Barack Obama. And mm -hmm. the main issue is going to be going to Hiroshima. Now, it has been such a powerful narrative that now there is this demand that Abe is feeling that he goes to Pearl Harbor. Isn't this interesting? It's an interesting twist. It's a really a terrific idea. I don't know if it's a terrific idea, but it's this, it's this sense of quid pro quo, yes. which comes from I don't know where. Uh, there are different issues. There are different problems, I think, that you can't mix the two, but now they are. Well, and I think it's a great idea. I mean, he's piggybacking on this, this, this I mean, there's momentum. Been, that momentum. We've got. There's, there used to be such a huge, Inertia, I mean, it's like visiting Yasukuni Shrine. Just don't do it. Find someplace else. But it's also talking about Pearl Harbor. It's talking about Hiroshima in an open dialogue. But the thing is, I wouldn't want to go there because when you start talking about things that happened 70 years ago, the, the rights and the wrongs become much less sure. clear. Mm -hmm. And what you can say about things and what you can't uh, becomes very open. And it's really dangerous to go there because you then start seeing about, you, you start talking about the rise and falls of empires. Right. Okay? So I wouldn't go there. I'd like to actually, if it, I think it would be great if when the world press comes and follows Barack Obama to uh, Hiroshima, that they look behind the door of what Japan and nuclear weapons mm -hmm. you know, and its latent capacity. You know, say, Japan has... 44, 45 tons of separated plutonium. That's thousands of nuclear weapons. Uh, the equivalent of. The equivalent of. Right. If it were ever, if they lost control of it. Right. Now, it doesn't have to be Japan making them. Mm -hmm. They will have on their territory, most of it's currently luckily stored in, in, in secure sites in France and, and England. But when that stuff eventually comes back, will Japan take care of it? Mm -hmm. uh, that's one question. And of course, Japan's own last month in the diet, the opposition asked, are nuclear weapons allowable under Article 9, the peace article of the Constitution? And lo and behold, they said, yes. It's okay. It's okay. Self, if they're used solely for self-defense purposes. Right. Wow. You know, we give up war, but nuclear weapons are okay. Yeah, uh, that's a really, really, but it's, it's an old argument that's been happening since the 1950s. Sure. And the government of Japan, despite Hiroshima, despite Nagasaki, has held that Japan possessing nuclear weapons, it doesn't, but it could. Mm -hmm. And if it did, it would be entirely constitutional. Well, that makes That's it... something that I'd like them to, that, to ponder yeah. when they make these judgments about, you know, who's to blame, who should apologize. That in Japan itself, where we've had not only 
Hiroshima, Nagasaki, but the Fukushima disaster, right. nuclear weapons are still on the table. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's like we can't learn about this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have to learn by uh, mistaking. You know, yes, we, mistakes. We progress and the more mistakes we get, the more will we learn. That's right. But listen, if the if the prime minister visits Pearl Harbor, you can bet that his reception will be significantly different than Barack Obama visiting Hiroshima. It's going to be kind of weird. I don't even want to think about that, especially given Abe's own personal political dynamics. And of course, everybody will play off of that. Mm -hmm. But in the case of the Hiroshima visit, which is the one... It's the, on the board. It's on the board. It's going to happen. A lot of people thought that it wasn't going to. And the Japanese government side is for it. Most of Japanese civil society is for it. Right. And it's going to go great on the Japanese side. Wherever the trouble will be, it'll probably be on the U.S. Right. Apparently, the uh, current ambassador, Ambassador Caroline Kennedy, spent a lot of time, an enormous amount of time, with her uh, collaborators within the, uh, the Prime State Minister's residence. And, and the State and Department. The State so Department. They, in fact, they, they call it the 2K phenomenon. Yes. Kerry, Secretary of State Kerry, and Caroline Kennedy working together on this issue. Mm -hmm. That 2K got it done, right. is, is what I, I read in the newspaper. Is John Roos, the former ambassador to Japan, is he the first sitting ambassador that visited Hiroshima? I think that's correct. That's really strange, isn't it? It's not because nuclear weapons are a really a significant part of the defense, not of ju just of the United States, but mm -hmm. also of Japan. Oh, but it's been a, a taboo then. Yeah, it's a taboo. One of the thing, the, the 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 Japanese political issue. The Japanese political issue here is that Japan's security is guaranteed by the U.S. nuclear umbrella. Mm -hmm. That's right. That ambiguity. We're we don't make our own. We don't allow the introduction of nuclear weapons into our territories and territorial waters, unless, of course, we have a secret agreement with President Nixon that we can do so sometimes, right. which is we now know, we, we did not know in 1972 uh, that when Okinawa reverted to Japan, that there was a secret side agreement that the nuclear weapons that had been there could be reintroduced. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing, even though that there's this ban on nuclear weapons in Japan, nevertheless, the DPRK's nuclear threat and, to a certain extent, China's nuclear threat, you know, though you're, I know you're not supposed to say the C word, right. uh, is, is deterred by U.S. nuclear weapons. Mm -hmm. So I can understand that Japanese members of the foreign ministry, the Kante, did not want U.S. ambassadors showing up right. at these things because it would make the whole story come out and people would start debating it again. Right. I think this, this concept of the nuclear umbrella is beginning to fade. I think the United States doesn't want it to continue on much longer. I think the Japanese themselves want to be able to project their own defense capabilities. And I think it's, it might be inevitable that at some point in time, yes, they do also possess you know, nuclear capabilities. I mean, look at North Korea. It is, it is really knocking on the door. And it's, it's true that the security environment in Japan somewhat requires Japan to have nuclear weapons if the United States umbrella is withdrawn. Mm -hmm. it's, we have antagonistic nuclear states on three sides. We have the, the Russians to the north, we have the North Koreans, and we have the Chinese. Uh, basically, no other country right. in the world faces that. Tell me about the United States nuclear capability in Japan. They do have acknowledgement of nuclear capabilities in Okinawa, but is there, is no, there no other there, capability there's, 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 There are no nuclear weapons on Japanese soil. There are no nuclear weapons on any ship that or submarine that pays a port of call 
in Japan. Now, there may, of course, be nuclear weapons on U.S. missile subs that transit through Japanese waters under, under the sea, but the U.S. doesn't talk about it and the Japanese don't talk about it, but that's not covered by the general ban that was set up by Prime Minister Sato saying, we will not produce, we will not allow the transit, and we will not acquire purchase, in other words, from the U.S., nuclear weapons. Those three, that, the three non-nuclear principles are still valid. Mm -hmm. And it is assumed that there are no nuclear weapons, even in the general vicinity. That's the deal. And that's the deal that makes it possible for Japan to have this ambiguous position. If there were actual nuclear weapons on Japanese territory, this would all make no sense at all. I'm skeptical. I think that uh, nuclear ships make ports of call. The submarines make ports of call. I think uh, nuclear weapons are on cruise missiles that are perhaps carried on, uh, on aircraft then carriers. Then that would mean that the United States is lying uh, in its own declarations of where it's nuclear, where it stands in terms of nuclear weapons. And that would put it in conflict with, with its agreements with Russia on disarmament. So, what is so I, 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 I strongly disagree with you Okay, but what, about, what does this <laughs> nuclear umbrella mean? I mean, if they're not in close proximity, it means that they're in, in these sleeping boomers and they don't make ports of call in Japan? That they don't, they're in, the, the boomers don't make ports of call. They do their tours completely underwater in secret, and nobody knows about that. And... Yes, what that means is that there is not a first strike capability. It's going to be a second strike. So a city or a number of cities in, in Japan will have to be destroyed in nuclear fire before the United States will use its own nuclear weapons against the antagonistic right. force. Okay. Yes. So what it means is that there's going to, there has to be sacrifice first. Mm -hmm. That's what it means. Which means, once again, why there's such a heavy reliance on the Patriot uh, stationed all throughout uh, Tokyo, northern the Japan. Anti, the anti-missile batteries, right. the anti-missile defense systems that are on the Aegis destroyers, that whole debate is basically because Japan does not have okay. a response. Right. And it cannot necessarily re rely on the United States unless it has lost massively. Mm -hmm. uh, to an extent that makes it worthwhile for the United States to use its own intercontinental ballistic missiles to respond to what has happened to Japan. A sobering thought. Please stay tuned. We're going to continue to watch this one. The president will be visiting Hiroshima. That will be big news next week. We're going to follow that and the fallout from that too. Welcome back. You know, the Tokyo Olympics has been a frequent issue here on Tokyo on Fire, and just recently there has been a revelation of a bribe that was paid just prior to Tokyo winning the wait, bid. Wait, 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 wait. Bribe? Bribe. Bribe? Well, a consulting fee. A consulting fee, which was paid both before and after the successful bid by Tokyo to get the Olympics. Maybe that's okay, but immediately before- Don't call it a bribe. I didn't say bribe, I said a payment. That must be made. Yes. Now, let's backtrack. Okay. Okay. The head of the Japan Olympic Committee had to suddenly respond to reports coming from overseas that Japan, well, the Japan bid for the Olympics for 2020 contained in it, among other things, consulting fees paid to a mysterious company 
based in Singapore. When that, you hear this, you just slap your forehead and you say, what else can come out of this? Well, yeah, the, the Olympics so far have been just a, a comedy routine. Uh, the only thing is it's going to come after the tragedy of Rio, and by comparison, this will be hilarious. Right. Uh, but in this case, what, it, what was found is that an associate of the son of the head of the International Athletics Federation, now disgraced, uh, and now in big trouble on bribery charges of his own, uh, that individual received significant amounts of money for undisclosed and un otherwise indescribable so-called consulting on how to do a bid. And the, the news first came out overseas, so it, in investigations that are taking place in France and now in Singapore into the activities of first the International Athletic Federation's head and now his family members and now their associates. And it's come, the thing is, this was completely naked mm -hmm. in that the, the bank account listing says for consulting fees for the Japan Olympics, it sent from there one of, and it was sent from one of the, their open accounts. Right. It's not like this. We're is not a, hiding this. This is not under the table. And when he was asked about this in diet session, they called the head of the, the, the Japan Olympic Committee's mate, not, into the diet session told him, you know, they asked him, what is it that you're doing? What is it that you were thinking? He says, well, you know, everybody pays consulting fees. And, and then began the excuses. Well, right. Dentsu, the world's largest. They introduced us to this fellow. No, Japan's largest. Uh, ad agency. Ad agency right. said, we should do this because this is the thing that everybody does. And, and then it was, uh, staff members, and and then it, there's nothing wrong. This was all entirely legal. Dodge faint. This is just incredible. Again, really terrible PR. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it was in diet session, so he ostensibly, one thinks, was required to tell the truth right. about what was going on. But the sense that you get that this narrative that we wanted to create a long time ago, or at least the Abe administration, of Japan, the clean, Japan, the, the technologically advanced. The buy Japan, the book. Japan, the, Japan, the buy the book, legal place, gets the Olympics. That has been exploded. Well, you know, it kind of permeates throughout a lot of different things. There's been news about Takeda, about Mitsubishi, about the, the automobile um, consumption. But it's different. They didn't no, fake I, it. Yes. They had this in their... In, in their account books, mm -hmm. it's it was right there. But the thing is, no one could make the connection until foreign entities looking at criminal activities. Well, they've actually launched an investigation. Well, they the find the French have lost have an investigation. The Singaporeans do. Japan does not yet have one. Mm -hmm. Does not have a criminal investigation opened yet. Right. But it, you know, there there's probably no crime here. Sending money to someone for and not getting something in return is stupid. <laughs> but it's not necessarily a crime. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the case of the Olympic Committee, they seem to think that they can just let it go. Uh, whether the public's going to see it that way or not is another question. Again, this is donated money. It's not public money right. necessarily that they were playing with. And it's a lot of money. Uh, still, you know, it makes Japan look like a bunch of rubes. Well, really. it looks awful bad. I mean, the money was paid weeks before the announcement of who was winning. Yes, and, the, and then and, a and, second tranche right. immediately afterwards. And there's no 
trail of consulting services being provided before that date, but a big lump sum and a second lump sum when the uh, announcement was made. It's clear that this thing was a bribe. Mm -hmm. There's simply nothing that the individuals involved could have provided that was worth the amount of money that they were paid. What happens next? Well, yeah. let's chase that a little bit more, okay? Let's say that um, the Olympic Committee, the, the awarding committee, has been infiltrated somehow. Clearly, they have a, a, an office, they have an organization. The money that went to this individual, I mean, isn't there an organization that receives that sort of money? Well, Hasn't it, that happened the, the, hey, with Rio? The, the accountants signed off on it. The, the, they w had their accounts checked. Mm -hmm. You know, They were done by whatever accountancy agency did it. Everything was fine, no problem, no harm, no foul, move on. Right. But there are criminal investigations overseas that are going to grab probably individuals in Japan. But it's, what this tells you, though, is that there is an individual who received some money who had his finger on the button. Um, yes, Tokyo, thank you. Well, you hope so. That's the old joke about, you know, do you think that the bribe that you paid the politician right. changed his vote? Well, I certainly hope yes. so. <laughs> uh, you know, that thing. Uh, yeah, but... Is this part and parcel of how the Olympic bid is won? But it goes won? completely against what sure. Japan's image yes. is supposed to be. Right. A country of extraordinary safety, a country of extraordinary honesty. Squeaky clean. Squeaky clean in terms of its... In, and very careful in terms of its international dealings that it would... The, the Japan Olympic Committee would get caught. Mm -hmm. And look, it's not like sports is not under a, a huge spotlight right. for all kinds of things, with the Russians being banned from participating in, at Rio because of their drug problems. The doping. The, right. Everything. Mm -hmm. You know, th that you would think that one of these things would just fly mm -hmm. is extremely naive. So what happens next? I mean, the bid won't be uh, withdrawn. They won't... Uh, tell Tokyo, we're not going to give you the bid anymore because somebody took some money from you. Well, that's, that's obvious. So in terms of physically, will anything change? Well, no. It's a big brouhaha. But the thing is, Takeda is, is probably the only person on, in the major board of the Olympic Committee who actually has experience managing a sports organization. All the other persons who are right. appointed by Abe are retreads and, and, and basically semi-losers. He said from, he knows how the deal is done. He yeah, knows this business. Yeah, he, he, he's the only one who is approximately a sports background. Right. Everybody else is, is just retired politicians or, or failed bureaucrats. I, it, no, I, it's, it's sure, true. You sure. can't deny that. I mean, there's so much prestige assigned to that. I mean, if you are on the Olympic Committee or you have the Olympic badge in any shape or form, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Well, Maybe. Uh, when all of this is said and done, it could be a, a black mark sure, on you. Sure. I mean, look at the stadium. I mean, the stadium is still a hole. There's still a hole in the ground. There's nothing moving there. There's still disagreements about where certain uh, sports are going to be held. It's a mess. Yes, it is a mess indeed. Please continue to stay tuned. This story is not over. We expect lots more revelations to come out. We'll be watching those and reporting them to you. Welcome back. The imposition of the consumption tax by the prime minister is an on-again, off-again issue. Last Friday, it was reported in the prestigious Nikkei that the prime minister would in fact withhold implementing the consumption tax and he has issued some denials since then. Michael, this is on again, off again. Do we have a schizophrenia situation going on here? It's a very strange bipolar situation because we are seeing 
denial, denial, possible balloons being floated. And this has been going on for several months, but it really, absolutely, everything hit the fan this weekend Mm -hmm. with the Nikkei report. Because the Nikkei report was based on its contacts within the bureaucracy that it had picked up from various ministries, people going around from the, I guess, the Kante, going and saying, look, he's going to delay it. Get yourselves ready for right. it. And somebody who earned, who learned this leaked it to the press. Well, somebody. I mean, I wonder who it could it be of oh, all I, of the newspapers. There, maybe well, what ministry could possibly sure. be interested in a, trying to stop the delay of, of the consumption tax? Mm, mm-hmm. Starts with the letter F, I yes, think. Yes, it does. Finance hates this with a passion. And when they got a secret, and I'm sure they did, that he was indeed going to delay the rise of the consumption tax, thereby putting off the day that Japan gets on the way toward fiscal balance and fiscal sanity. When that happened, I'm sure it was very easy mm-hmm. for the finance ministry bureaucrat who learned it to suddenly call his friend at the Nikkei. Right. And then what was really weird was what happened after that. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been watching this issue for the last couple of months, trying to guess which way it's going. It's going to go this way or that way. I actually heard the, the prime minister speak twice on Friday, and on, in neither opportunity did he talk about the withholding of the uh, implementation of the consumption tax. And so when this report came out, I actually heard about it on Saturday, I was shocked and and, and rocked off my, my heels because if... I mean, this is a huge issue, and before it is actually published, you're going to get some signals from that, and this was totally out of the blue. It's in a nexus of all kinds of interlocked different decisions, mm-hmm. and the most important of which is whether or not to have a double election. Right. And he has stated that he does not even think of the first letter, or in this case, in, in Japanese, I have not thought of the ka of Kaisan. Okay. I have I have not even thought of that of in terms of dissolving the diet. I I have no concept of a double election. And yet mm-hmm. the basic deal that everyone talks about is if you delay the consumption tax rise, there has to be a House of Representatives election. Mm-hmm. You have to dissolve the diet. You have to put the the decision to the voters. Right. And so the, the Nikkei's report immediately when that came out and said he's going to do it, then all the people who are some, I guess, not in the loop inside the LDP, et cetera, started saying, no, 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 this, that the report's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're not going to be going to double election. We're not going to be delaying the, the imposition of a higher tax rate. Everything's all going according to plan. Right. This is somewhat embarrassing to the prime minister and also to the Nikkei, isn't it? No, that was. On Monday, now... If you look at today's headlines, when we're taping this, they all say, no, Lee was right. Right. He's not going to let the tax rise. It's very strange how that all rolled out. I mean, it was re- announced that the prime minister has announced or he has, he has sent a, a, a correspondence to his inner team that he will delay the consumption tax. And then when they were called to task on it, they didn't quite deny it. But they didn't actually um, backtrack either. They said, no, that, that communication wasn't distributed. Not, no, we're not going to withhold raising the consumption tax. Well, the, the thing is, he had set in diet session a very high mark. Sure. He set up a very, he said, I will delay the consumption tax rise only 
if it's, there is a natural disaster on the level of the Tohoku earthquake, which since it was the largest earthquake in Japanese history means never, right. uh, then the other one was a, an in, a shock to the international system on the level of the collapse of Lehman Brothers. Mm -hmm. Other than that, the tax will go through. What we have now... A lot of wiggle room there, isn't there? No, it, he said, absolutely, that's my, those are our parameters. That's those, right. What he's got is a major set of earthquakes in Kumamoto, the, the 7.0 uh, or 6.9 in terms of magnitude earthquakes, a pair of them that have caused 49 deaths and extensive damage in those areas. And he has a world where the economic growth rates in most countries are very low and everything's sluggish and things are not going well. Mm -hmm. Is that the same as his standard? No way. But it looks as though he's going to delay the tax. Right, right. Today it does look like that. And it, it looks, it, when it's been reported twice in the newspaper, it's done. It, he cannot tomorrow, Friday, say, no, no. They're still wrong. Right. Here on Tokyo on Fire, we decided a couple of episodes ago that we're not going to talk about a double election anymore because it's just not in the works. And, and what does he do? He throws a double election at us. He's not watching Tokyo on Fire. He's not listening to us at all. <laughs> and what the real question for him politically is, what does this mean for his coalition partner, yes. the Kometo? Or, or even the opposition who needs to, if they're going to have a double election, they need to get oh, their... Oh, the, the, the opposition has had... I, I, I compliment, I rarely compliment the opposition, but the, the Democratic Party immediately demanded that he delay the imposition of the rise in the consumption mm -hmm. tax. They you must do this. Now it's, you have to. You have to. Yes. And, and great. But the Kometo, if this... Kometo's in a bit of a bind, aren't they? They're in a bit of a bind. The Kometo is always in a relationship with the LDP where the LDP is massively more powerful mm -hmm. of the two partners. It likes to, it needs to carve out a little bit from the LDP's otherwise full-blown powers and say, this is the part we were able to cut out. This is what we got for you, our supporters. Right. And in this case, what they got as the cutout was for for the, for the Kometo to agree to the rise in the consumption tax, the consumption tax has to be split. The 10% rate of consumption tax, which is supposed to go into effect, and now isn't going to, on April so of, you say. of 2017, that is for anything but food. Right. Food and some other items, including newspapers, smart politically, get the newspapers on your side, will be taxed at a lower rate. Mm -hmm. And that's what we got you supporters of a Kometo. Vote for us. Vote for us. Mm -hmm. If he delays the rise and that everything stays at 8%, there's nothing that they got as a cutout. There's nothing that they have done to affect legislation. They've earned nothing by being the allies of the LDP. And that, for Kometo politicians, is really hard to go back to Party Central and also to the right. support organization, the Sokogakkai, and say, we got nothing. Right. That's tough for them. Well, a lot of things are going to happen in very quick succession. If the prime minister delays the imposition of the tax, which you predict he will, based it, on today's newspaper. Well, based, if it's, again, if it happens twice, it's right. done. And if, if, our, uh, if our prediction of the association of the imposition of the tax and the double election is accurate, he also needs to build up for a double election, 
or perhaps a staggered election, but in any event, he needs to boost his numbers. The, the poll figures were released last Sunday. He's looking remarkably good. I think that's also, that's internally within the LDP. If you were an LDP member and you see that they both, despite of all the, the, the rancor right. and upset about the Abe administration's policies, the popularity of the cabinet continues to climb. The, the DP, since its merger with the JIP, the uh, Japan Innovation Party, the Democratic Party, its numbers have declined, right. even though it's supposedly now more unified than ever and has a, a broader base, it actually has become less popular. If you're a member of the LDP, strike now. Right. We have, yes. we out, our supporters outnumber theirs four to one. Right. Let's go for a double election. Let's slaughter them. Mm -hmm. the, the pressure on the, on the prime minister to dissolve the diet, right. call an election is huge. Okay, if that in fact is the case, then you can anticipate that the, the president's visit to Hiroshima and with Abe in tow as well as the host, the G7 summit, um, what, uh, a revamping of uh, Abenomics, which is kind of due for a change too. I mean, he's got to front load all of these things within a very brief period of time, three, four weeks. But the thing is, there is a counter narrative, which is if he delays the imposition of the consumption tax, that's a direct admission that Abenomics sure. is completely messed up. Well, that's why he was looking for a boogie bear, either a big, huge um, natural disaster or a Lehman sh shock type of And he situation. doesn't have either. So instead, he's gone to plan B. And plan B is admit that plan A didn't work. Right. Or pray that something happens. Um, well, who knows what can happen. But the thing yes. is, politically, we have to be mm -hmm. realistic. Politically, he's in, he, he's, he's in the catbird yeah. seat. He has no problems. Mm -hmm. the, the, the LDP is unified behind him. He has no rivals within the party right. that, to speak of that would challenge him. The public opinion polls are all supportive right. of the LDP. The opposition, even though it's getting unified and put on a good fight in the mm -hmm. Hokkaido Five by-election, right. but still came up short. It's gonna come up short most likely in all of the single member districts in the House mm -hmm. of Councilors election that's coming up. Why not strike? Yeah. Why not get them? It's going to be very hard for him to say no. Okay, which tells you that it is a, it's just a ripe opportunity for any kind of scandal. I mean, blown out of proportions, whatever. They're looking for anything, the opposition, and Bunshun as well, to, to electrify the, the environment and, and the voters to make this thing a little bit more of a dicey deal. Well, we don't, we'll have to see how this plays out. When this is all, you, you, you would like to think that there's some kind of judgment day mm -hmm. for the LDP and Abe in terms of everything that they've touched has, has really crumbled away. You know, Abenomics, this whole idea of fiscal, monetary, and structural reform as electrifying Japan, jump-starting Japan, right. it's just not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And you would think that the public would say, enough's enough. You, you don't have any more ideas. You're, you're fumbling around. It hasn't worked. No, there has been no judgment. There, in fact, more people support the prime minister. But it's for the weirdest of reasons, and that's the one thing that supports your view. The most, the, lar the largest fraction of people supporting the prime minister and the government do so, not because they like him, but because they can't see any 
alternative. Mm -hmm. The moment an alternative raises its head, whatever form, whether it's a rival within the LDP or someone in the opposition. Hashimoto, whoever. Whoever. Right. Uh, Okada Katsuya is, it has all the charm of a piece of cardboard. Uh, <laughs> this is, he, he probably senses that his castle is built on sand. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful castle, it's got wonderful turrets and all that, but underneath it all is simply that I can't see anyone else. Mm -hmm. The moment some, that voter says, aha, that person has an interesting personality, that person right. has an interesting point of view, it'll flow away. Isn't that something of a microcosm, though, of, of Japanese society in general? I mean, it's, it's very rare to find somebody who is really a sterling, charismatic figure within companies or within sports teams, that sort of thing. And when there is, they kind of get all of the limelight, and everybody else kind of follows in line, and they wait for their turn. Yeah, well, in this case, Mr. Abe, again, he's quite mysterious in terms of his leadership skills. Mm -hmm. Why do people follow him? And Again, yep. it's because he's like the banyan tree. Nothing grows beneath him. Right. Nothing is challenging him. Mm. He, he just casts a shade over everything else. But the reason why people support him is not because they like him, right. but because they don't see an alternative. Right, well, I mean, we've talked about it before. He is an adroit politician. He has formed this cabinet, and the cabinet has been towing the line. His chief cabinet secretary is a mastermind at running the political machinery, although he has made his, his own mistakes, but still... It's still, but the thing is, it's, it's by suppression and depression. Yeah. You know, don't talk to the press. Don't get people excited about things. Try to suppress voter interest so that mm -hmm. they don't show up at the polls, meaning that our machine voters will show up, but the general non-aligned voter, which is the majority of, right. the, of the voters, those people stay away from the polls. Right. Don't make it a, 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 a clash of ideas make it a, a fight over those who just show up. Sure, well in that kind of scenario, scandal really has a, a powerful effect of swaying voters or swaying public opinion. Well, if it can get people into the voting booth. Right. But Mr. Abe right now doesn't have to fear a thing. So where, where we stand today, it is May 19th, the consumption tax will be withheld. It will, the, it will not rise above 8% at its scheduled date of April 2017. That means that the accounts of Japan will stay significantly imbalanced. That upsets the finance ministry, but who cares about a bunch of bureaucrats anyway? Right. Well, the GDP was announced today. And that's another reason. Right. The, the figures were much better. There's, an contra there's the counter. If the figures are turning out better than expected... Don't, don't mess with it. Don't mess with the tax. Right. Don't touch it because the economy is reviving. Mm -hmm. That narrative... Again, it, did it last a day? It's hard to say. When, by the time this comes on air, who knows what the general zeitgeist is going to be about this consumption tax and the double election, which we've been talking about right. for months and months, and every time we say, this is finally done. Right. We too are interested in the zeitgeist. We're reporting on this continually to keep you up to date. We're gonna follow it and let you know what our analysis is. Please stay tuned.